Somehow or another, the whole darn thing went wrong. My mama had some great advice, so I thought I'd put it in the word of the song. I can still hear her sing. Deep cuts, Elvis. Only the strong survive. Elvis is the Elvis you don't know. That's just a fact. Unless you're me. Because I know Elvis. That's not to say that, like, popular Elvis songs aren't good. Because clearly they are. There's just other bangers in the mix, though, you know? And this is from from Elvis in Memphis. A lesser known album. Uh, And I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. Controversial. Yeah, that was close enough. Um, 70s. Late 60s, 70s Elvis. That's the best Elvis. You know, like after he went a little, a little kooky, once he hit that point where it was just like, he wasn't even human anymore. He, he surpassed any, anything else on the planet in, in significance. I mean, just how do you, how do you explain Elvis? You know what I mean? It's a one of a kind man. And he hit a point. He hit a point in his life where it was just, no one's going to tell him no. You know? He started doing karate, became a DEA agent, while being super doped up on, like, just the most wild cocktail of drugs. He was a drug enforcement agent. (laughs) <laughs> while out of his mind, you know, 
don't do drugs. If you do drugs, you'll die on the toilet. Like Elvis did. That, that was a lesson. When I learned that early on in life, that was a, that was a lesson where it was like, because Elvis has always been a hero of mine. You know what I mean? And I don't mean like hero as in like, you know, my Uncle Neil I would consider a direct hero. Someone I look up, someone I know and look up to, that kind of a hero. Elvis is like a Mickey Mouse kind of hero. You know what I mean? Where it was just, he's like Superman. Um, Walt Disney's on that list too for me. Stan Lee, uh, Johnny Cash. Anyway, um, Harry Houdini, Nikola Tesla. These are all, this is, this, this is like my, that's, that's the list of people I would invite. Screaming Jay Hawkins. These are the list of people that I would invite to like my dream dinner party. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have a dinner party though. Some sort of social gathering that I'm hosting. This is the list of people that I would have. Uh, but back to Elvis, first of all. Um, yeah. He, uh, hero. I'm already losing train of thought. Anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah, he was, he is a hero of mine. And when I was young and learned that he had died on the toilet because of, you know, doing too many drugs and his heart exploding or whatever, uh, that resonated with me. And yeah, never, never even considered venturing down that, that path. Now that this isn't hypocritical because what I do, I, I argue isn't the same thing. You know what I mean? It's legalized most places. Like in my home state. And those are the rules I play. I may live in Tennessee, but I play by California rules in some aspects. It really does just make the podcast episodes more interesting. This is another episode of Radnorock. And the episode type, well, of course, you guessed it or you read it or you just know by how the episode started. This is a Skeleton Crew Fight Club. SCFC. Maybe that's how I'll start doing it. Uh, Skeleton Crew Fight Club. Yeah, man, it's still it's still the busy time for my wife and... You know, finding the moments I can to record to ensure that an episode is available every week. Got nothing planned. I got nothing planned, although I'm thinking for the next episode, we're going to do a watch along and we're going to do a watch along for a uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. So we're doing a Disney watch along, but not not one of the feature film watch alongs because... Sleeping Beauty's next, and my wife wants to be on that one, so I gotta wait. I gotta wait, and I can't skip it, you know. But tis the holiday season in our prime timeline here, and yeah, Mickey's Christmas Carol just sounds good. You know, that's not my favorite Christmas Carol movie. Muppets, a Muppets Christmas Carol, 
is my favorite Christmas Carol and maybe my favorite Christmas movie. That and Iron Man 3. Uh, anyhow, back to Elvis. Yeah. 70s Elvis is the best. You know? Bedazzled jumpsuits. Uh, those really big, cool glasses that I need to get another pair of. I had a pair and then I don't have a pair. Uh, he He started doing karate, but not like... You know, <laughs> I don't I, I don't imagine any kind of karate that would do any any real significant damage to an opponent. But man, it looked really cool. Have you ever seen that video where it, do yourself a favor, do yourself a favor and look up on YouTube or Rumble or whatever other uh, video streaming platform that you can find random uploads of random videos look up elvis karate and now i can't tell you you know what i can why don't i just pull it up i got a computer in front of me i bought this computer i might as well use it right use tube youtubes and then i'm gonna turn the sound off for this because you know uh let's see elvis karate doom Okay, so there's... Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> Is this a playlist? It's got to be a playlist. Yeah, it's a playlist. Wow. There is a... Or is that one video? Okay, so I just... I went to YouTube, and I typed in Elvis Karate. Um, there's a bunch of things that popped up. There's one video that says 49 minutes... 13 seconds. Elvis Presley Karate Demo 1974. Man, and it is a 50-minute video of Elvis doing karate. Oh, my God. West, putting his fist in Elvis's throat. This is what I wanted to talk about. And Elvis is going to display his chi power. Elvis. So this guy puts his fist in Elvis's throat, and Elvis... Pushes him to the ground just using his throat. Because <laughs> he's Elvis. <laughs> oh my God. This is incredible. I can't believe how long this is. And you better believe I'm going to watch every second of. You know what? We're going to watch this right now. No, I can't do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I gotta find a way to do a commentary for this. Had, had I planned this better, <laughs> we could have just done a, a commentary to it. But you know what? You still can. If you're at a computer or on your phone, pull it up. Elvis Karate Demo 1974. Do yourself a favor. This guy is really out of shape. Who is this dude? I missed his name. But you better believe I'm gonna watch every second of this. He's a red belt, Elvis. What does that even mean? This dude's a black belt, but he's clearly not a black belt. You know what I mean? Oh, I knew that. Oh, this guy's got a American flag gi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a, a dream come true. Oh, and the hair and the mustaches in this. Dude, this is this is everything. He's just this guy's just waving his hands around this man's body. 
<laughs> like none of those could even be considered a strike. This is the kind of karate I love, though. Again, I would never enlist my children in this <laughs> type of in this in this dojo, <laughs> but um, it's the most entertaining. It's like professional wrestling. You know what I mean? It's a gimmick. It's it's a goof. <laughs> wish you guys had saw that he just started frantically like and this is an elvis this was somebody elvis apparently trains with he just started frantically flipping his hands around the back of this guy's head as if it would do anything except look awesome scare a bunch of predators away probably and it really it looks like elvis is teaching a class oh my gosh they're meditating Oh, somebody, the guy narrating apparently trained with Elvis. I, yeah, I, heaven, my version of heaven is karate Elvis leading me in a eternal meditation. Oh my God, that is what heaven should be. Do you think when you die, you get to pick your own vision of heaven? Because if heaven is everything you want, okay, I'll pause this. If heaven is paradise. Do you think everybody has their own vision, their own version of heaven? If so, if that's the case, my version. So what I imagine now, hold on. I just hit the microphone cord. Hold on. This, uh, hold on. Yeah. The, I, the, we're going to go on a journey right now. All because karate Elvis. Oh, shit. Okay, follow me. Follow me into where we're going. You ever see the movie Encanto? <laughs> yeah, you have. Everyone has. We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, sorry, I just thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye. It was spooky. It wasn't tall enough to be a ghost, but maybe it was. I don't know. Anyway. Blitz Kid, that band, they saw a ghost in my house. But that's a story for another time for me to tell again, because I know I've told it before. Anyhow, you ever see Encanto? All right, so imagine this. Encanto, you know, how there's the house, okay? And the house, like the common areas of the house, it's just a house. Yeah, sure, the house is alive and moves around and stuff, but it's just a house. Now, everyone's room in the house is like this giant, you know, open world almost, it seems. Because, like, what was the littlest kid's name? The kid who got his power or his gift? Uh, was it Antoni Antonio, maybe? Was that his name? No. Antonio's French or Italian. This is Colombian. Anyhow, I don't remember his name, but it's the kid that can talk to animals. His room was a giant tree in just like endless space. So maybe <laughs> in heaven, you get your own room like that. You get an Encanto room where you, you go into this endless space of yours that is custom fit to your version of paradise. Okay. So my Encanto 
room in heaven would be Karate Elvis leading me in a meditation. <laughs> Where, though? Where do I want to meditate with Karate Elvis? Um, the beach seems too cliche. Uh, not necessarily the forest. Maybe the forest. Not the jungle. Mm, desert island. Kind of, I mean, that's a beach. Um, don't know. Every, everywhere just seems not mystical enough. You know what I mean? Um, actually, it would be uh, Miyagi-Do, Dojo, <laughs> from Karate Kid, specifically from Cobra Kai. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Lawrence would be there. No, it'd just be me and Elvis. So we're at the Miyagi-Do Dojo in a room with a bunch of bonsai trees, of course, and Elvis, Karate Elvis with his glasses and his awesome red belt is leading me in a meditation for eternity. And I can stop. I can pause and hang out with my family and stuff. You know what I mean? Cause like it was, it's not heaven without my family. Uh, but like my own personal space. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation with karate Elvis. <laughs> uh, why are you listening to this? Oh, okay. So that's him? Cool. That was convenient. That was really convenient. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. Bill Wallace. Bill Wallace is the guy in the red, white, and blue. <clears throat> oh, fourth degree black belt. Dang. In what? Oh, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> friend Jason just texted me. I just saw my computer. He said, I got a crock pot. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> He's going to be on the podcast eventually. He and my friend Chris. Of course he's Elvis. Goes without saying that he has a one-of-a-kind gi. Come on. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh... <laughs> All right, I'm I'm just I'm I'm, I'm going to try and pretend that I can keep it together, but starting with Elvis is I don't know, should we always start with Elvis? You know, I always every episode I seem to come up with an idea where I'm like, should we do that every episode and it just doesn't happen. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's the thing that'll happen every episode is a thing that I talk about doing every episode that I don't end up doing because last episode, last Fight Club episode, uh I said I was just going to open show episodes with you know music uh portuguese music clearly didn't do that this week <laughs> so and i kind of feel like right now in this moment i feel like every episode should open with an elvis song and like a deep cut elvis song <laughs> but you know as well as i do i'm not going to commit to that so 
Why even bother? You know what I mean? Um, do you think Bigfoot goes to heaven? Or Bigfoots? Bigfeet? Is the plural of Bigfoot Bigfeet? Like how... How sentient... I guess that doesn't, that's not right. How self-aware... Is it only self-aware creatures that get to go to heaven? I got a lot of questions. These are the kind of questions that I I would ask growing up in religion class and stuff, and kind of my teacher wouldn't be happy about it. Um, <laughs> sometimes that I, I would just straight up ask the priest <laughs> my crazy questions, like if Bigfoot goes to heaven, and uh, the look of disappointment tickled me in a way. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I got it so much growing up that I I, I find comfort in looks of disappointment. <laughs> but really, you know, what kind of... So, I've been like really just wrapped up lately in not not necessarily conspiracy theories but um let's see how what 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 is a good wording for it cuz conspiracy theories make me think politics and this has nothing to do with politics aside from aliens uh to you know what i mean anyway I don't know, man. What it, what am I trying to say? <clears throat> I've been so on Rogan's podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, the latest episode as of right now. He had Graham Hancock and uh Randall Carlson, is that his name? He had he had those two gentlemen on as guests and they have a theory and a show on Netflix actually right now called Ancient Apocalypse, which I can't wait to start watching. Uh, it's a theory that humanity existed much earlier than we or science currently uh, believes. And not only is humanity much older than currently theorized, uh, the they have a, they have this idea that they they're really convincing, you know, when they talk about it. They they have this theory that there were ancient civilizations that were just as, if not more advanced than we are today and that's not to say that they had equivalent technology you know identical technology technology that mirrors what we know and have today but they had like their own kind of advancements in civilization that that took them you know to to arguably a uh, 
equal, equally progressive point in evolution that we are in currently? Did I just use a bunch of unnecessary, unnecessary words? I can't even say unnecessary. Man, I'm somewhere else right now. Uh, anyway. And so advanced ancient technologies. And what happened to them was a an apocalyptic event 11,800 years ago or 11,600 years ago, something like that. Give, you know, give or take 200 years. Um there was a a cataclysm where earth oh my god i think my dog just threw up did you hear that disgusting what did she eat she does that when she drinks too much water too fast i'll get to that in a minute anyway what was i saying man her puking really threw off my train of thought uh, yeah. Okay. So earth crossed through the debris of a comet that had dissolved and was bombarded with, I don't know, I, I guess not technically meteors, but asteroids. I don't Yeah. Right. I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of debris from space that collided with the Earth and wiped out. Um, there was an apocalyptic apocalyptic event. It wiped out most of the life on the planet, and they they have this theory that those are the civilizations um, responsible for, like the pyramids and the other monolithic. Uh, structures across the world. Which one, have you looked into those? Really, like it's pretty wild to think primitive humans could have constructed those things. You know what I mean? They had to have some, because because I, from what I understand, there there are still only theories on how the you know great pyramids were put together or constructed. You know what I mean? Like, they have ideas and likelihoods, I guess you could call it, in their in their eyes, um, of how the pyramids were constructed. But there's no, they, there's no definitive, like, yes, that's how they did it, you know? So, it's just very interesting. And, like, the, the Sphinx, there, there are, uh, there, there is, like thousands of years of uh rain damage to the the sphinx i believe what it is that's that's the case so anyway uh give it a listen or if you're one of those people that hates joe rogan for one reason or another and your distaste for him prevents you from listening to his guests, then go watch that ancient uh, apocalypse show. I can't tell you how good it is. I can just tell you the guys behind it have some pretty fascinating theories. And, you know, they were promoting that show and they were talking about how they're going to get into a lot of, a lot of these ideas that 
when they talk about him, they, they, they are very convincing. Very convincing. And there, there are just like some really... Oh, she's drinking water again. What a punk. Um, anyway, maybe she didn't throw up. Sometimes she just kind of like has like a weird wet burp. Uh, anyway, um, her drinking the water is very distracting to me. Yeah. So I, I, I like, I like these ideas. I like these ideas of human civilizations, like ancient civilizations being vastly technologically more advanced than uh, we've ever considered or we've ever been, I don't know, I, I, I was going to say we've been led to believe, but it's not, I don't think we've been led to believe a thing. I just think uh, not every theory had been uh, explored to its fullest. And we you know with technology and the advancements and all these kind of, and, and, you know, and, and everything, you know, where we are now compared to where we were a hundred years ago or even 50 years ago, it's a, it's a, a night and day difference doesn't even begin to describe the, uh, I lost it. Polarity between the two. Is that what I wanted to say? Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. Very cool. So ancient humans, that could be a thing. And, you know, that really pushes, like if humanity is older, that much more like significantly older than we thought, you know, what, what else got wiped out? You know, what other things existed that we don't know about? Bigfoot, big feet. Like that's, that's one of those things that too many different cultures have the same, uh, legend of the same kind of creature existing. You know what I mean? I, I am one to believe that big feet existed across the globe and I don't know if they still exist. They had the, the, uh, gigantopithecus. Is that what, is that what it is? That's gotta be what it is, right? That was Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus primate. Gigantopithecus is an extinct genius genus of ape from roughly two million to three hundred fifty thousand years ago during the early middle uh, Pliocene of southern China, represented by one species. Gigantopithecus Placky? Placky? P-L-A-C-K-I? Anyway, I really didn't expect it to say two million years ago. That's kind of crushing my my theory of humans and these things crossing paths. 
Now, 350,000 years ago, maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, why did Gigantopithecus go extinct? Gigantopithecus thrived in the tropical forests of what is now southern China for six to nine million years. Wow. But around 100,000 years ago, at the beginning of the last of the uh, ice ages, it went extinct because in the changed climate, its size had become a fatal handicap, a new study suggests. Now, um, these guys, I feel like if I, because I, I, I was, I've listened to the episode once and I was going through it again. I feel like these guys are theorizing that um, there was an advanced civilization 100,000 years ago. You know? 350,000 years ago. I wonder how old these two dudes are, are saying humans go back. Because... Gigantopithecus, if it died out, if it went extinct 100,000 years ago, that definitely crossed paths with humans, right? Had to have. Earliest humans. Let's look into that. Earliest humans. Earliest human was, <clears throat> oh, look at this. One of the earliest known humans is Homo habilis, or handyman, who lived about 2.4 million to 1.4 million years ago in eastern and southern Africa. Okay, let's look at, let's see what this thing looks like. Because I'm thinking that's still more ape-like than what I'm I'm aiming at. But 2.4 million years ago totally crossed paths with uh, Gigantopithecus. And you know what? Yeah. They're still very uh, very ape-like features on Homo habilis. A-J-B-I-L-I-S. Habilis? Habilis. Habilis. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So what I'm getting at is uh, all these crypto-zoological um, creatures that we we still carry legends of today big feet big feet <laughs> the various big feet uh loch ness monster and other sea monsters and stuff you know the, there there is a very strong possibility that humans coexisted with animals like these things and it's just been oral tradition passed down from 
you know, way back when. And if there were these giant apocalyptic cataclysm or this one that wiped out an advanced civilization, that advanced civilization, I'm wondering, like, could you imagine people as humans as the, I don't know, humans who are as uh, technologically, consciously, socially uh, advanced as we are today, if not more so, coexisting with, uh, you know, the last remaining dinosaurs and stuff like that. Bigfoots. It's crazy to think about. And then kaboom, meteors hit, wipe all, wipe it all out. And, and just a monstrous, you know, it's a global catastrophe. Wiped out, so theoretically it wiped out almost all the life on the planet. And then to be descending or being those humans that had to start all over with nothing. You know what I mean? Like if that happened today and the Elon Musk's and the Bill Gates's and the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's, not that he was an engineer of any kind, but he's a smart guy. You know, other other brilliant engineers, you know, the people responsible for why things look the way they do now. Uh, if humanity got wiped out and I was one of the last people, I'm, I'm useless. I'm not going to know how to make an iPhone. <laughs> I don't... I don't know how to do these things. I can't build you a car. If we lost all the people capable of those things, like we would be reverted, we revert back to cave people. You know? Just back to the, the hunter-gatherer way of life. No school. No hospitals. You know, nothing. Just like a, a spattering of, of people across the globe who also survived, who have various trades and uh, skills. You just kind of got to hope for the best. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. And then history would pick up from where, you know, from post-apocalyptic event to a bunch of dummies left behind trying to tr tell the story, you know, no more iPhones, no more computers, nothing. None that work at least. So you got to revert to writing things down and then that's one copy and then it gets translated and then it gets passed down and then the story changes a little bit and it just keeps changing and then it just all becomes myth and legend and, you know, theory. One of the one of the things they they theorize or talk about is like Atlantis being a real place, and there's a lot of there's a lot of you know I don't I guess there's no there's no you can't say there's a lot of evidence, but there's historical record of Atlantis being a thing. It was who was it? Plato, Socrates, somebody. Let's see. Whoops. Atlantis. 
No, I don't want to look at a vacation resort. Lost city of. There we go. See, look, Atlantis is a fictional island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato. But it was Plato. So Plato, Plato's uncle, was the dude who had initially told Plato about visiting Egypt, where in Egypt they told him about a civilization that was hyper-advanced, which was Atlantis. And then Atlantis was lost during the, uh, what do they call it? They call it like Hunter Dryas or something like that. Hold on. Hunter. I don't think that was right, but yeah, Hunter Dryas. Younger Dryas, not Hunter, younger. Easy mistake to make. So let's see. The younger Dryas was a return to glacial conditions which temporarily reversed the gradual climate warming after the last glacial maximum. Don't understand any of this. Uh, it was the last stage of the Pliocene. Okay. All right. So the Hunter Dryas, I think, or the Younger Dryas, I believe they are saying what triggered the Younger Dryas was uh, that barrage of um, comet debris. It was a comet, I believe, that they said disintegrated, and it was pieces of this comet that collide into Earth. Abrupt, causing abrupt climate change. Yeah, see? I'm really intrigued by this because, man, if those guys turn out to be right and there's this whole giant chunk of human history that has been completely lost that, you know, if not rivals but sur possibly surpasses our own in in our in, in advanced mints in the in technological achievements man we can get wiped out like nothing and be totally forgotten like how many times how many times have there been advanced civilizations and you know there there could be a lot and this is like where it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory it's just a alternative theory of human history you know Conspiracy theories feel very political. This is a, this is, yeah, this is a different kind of theory, <laughs> but kind of along the same lines, but in archaeology, I guess. It's an archaeological conspiracy theory. Yeah. So that you can get those people that are like, that, that argue, you know, no, that, that couldn't be because we would have evidence of it. Yeah, but we kind of do have evidence of it. You know, well, I would argue that we absolutely have evidence of it. It's just we, we don't, we're not capable of really understanding the evidence because there's nothing 
you know, there's, it was so long ago. It was so long ago. And there was, there was no one left after this giant apocalyptic event that, you know, there was no one left to tell the stories accurately and pass them down, you know? And the evidence I'm saying are, are, are these monolith, you know, monolithic structures across the world. The, the pyramids, you know. Um, what's that one in Turkey? Let's see. Uh, mono. I don't even know if that's the right word. Monolith in Turkey. There we go. Monolith in Turkey. Uh, go. Gobekli Tepe. That's it. Gobekli Tepe. That was one that was recently discovered. Gobekli Tepe is a monolith. I believe that's mostly buried. And there there's really from what I understand no no definitive like this was how this was created. And it's so much older than anything else uh, theorized. It's theorized to be so much older than, you know, a lot of the other mega structures that, that have been dated to uh, certain periods. Like the Mayan temples and stuff. Like all those pyramids, Aztec pyramids. Like, it's so, I've never seen them in person, but even photos of them, it's just so baffling to, like, think that humans, primitive humans, were able to construct these things so, I don't know, efficiently? I was going to say easily, but you can't say that because we don't know how easy it was. People, like, it's, it's very debatable on how they were constructed. And then, like, a lot of the hieroglyphics and then a lot of, like, the, uh, the, the carvings and engravings and the Aztec and Mayan temples. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. They have, like, you know, they, they have, like, things that look like spaceships and stuff on the walls of Mayan temples. But I'm not saying, like, they're spaceships of aliens from other planets. But what if they were just other humans? that existed simultaneously on this planet that had some sort of device that was rocket-like. I mean, we got, we got rockets now. Who's to say they didn't have something similar back then? Just because there, there's this whole perception of ancient civilizations being, you know, primitive. It's, maybe that's just as far back as our records go because everything was obliterated before that go back to Tepe it's a fun thing to say mystery of monolith near go back to Tepe solved hmm uh, let's see yeah I don't know, man. Uh, 
I find it fascinating. And stories like Loch Ness, you know, like those, those are real because is it possible that there were humans that overlapped with those creatures, but at the same time they existed billions, millions and millions and millions and millions of years separated, right? Because if like, even if saying that humanity is like advanced humans are a hundred thousand years older than we believe now, that still doesn't cross over with dinosaurs. But who's to say, like, those aquatic dinosaurs? Because Loch Ness is, what is it supposed to be like a... It resembles a plesiosaur or something like that. Who's to say that the... Because sharks, look at sharks. Sharks coexisted with these these dinosaurs, and they're still around. Alligators, crocodiles, you know what I mean? So, who's... And, man, we know so little about the ocean. It's troubling how little how little we know about the uh, the ocean. I say know about the ocean, but have explored of the ocean. How about that? So little compared to its size. I think it was like five percent of the ocean has been explored. Who knows what's down there? It's a terrifying place. The ocean is terrifying. But anyway, at some point, I had the thought of how many subspecies of Sasquatch, Bigfoot, are there? Bigfoot, all species. All right, we'll look it up. Because, you know, people across the globe look different. You know what I mean? So if Big Feet, we know Gigantopithecus existed, okay? But what if there were other subspecies of or subgenus of Gigantopithecus. Like alligators, crocodiles came in. There's so many different varieties of alligator and sharks. So many different varieties of sharks. So many different varieties of dog, cats, all these kind of things. Oh, wow. Here we go. Okay. Let's see. So Yeti, urine, urine. Y e r e n. Let's look what. Let's see what. Let's look these up. We know what a yeti looks like. Yeti, abominable snowman. If you ever been to Disneyland or Animal Kingdom, you know what that thing looks like. <laughs> Oops. Whoa, I I forgot the the, the Y it was e r e n. It pulled up some shirtless anime guy. Okay, urine. Urine, the urine, is a cryptid ape man reported to inhabit remote, mysterious regions of China. Most famously in the, uh uh-oh, 
Shen Un Gujia Forest District? Nah, that was definitely not right. Okay. So this one exists in China. It's cryptid ape man. Let's look at a photo of it. Um yeah. Looks Bigfootish to me. So that's one. That's one subspecies of big feet. Uh Mapingari? Mapingari? M-A-P-I-N-G-U-A-R-I. Mapingari. I'm saying that right. Let's look at this one. Mapingari. In Brazilian folklore, so this is one in South America. See, all over the globe. Now, oh, this one has one eye. Uh, this one does not look like Bigfoot. This thing has one eye and a mouth in its stomach. <laughs> or its chest, depending. <laughs> and then they're, like, showing it resembling a giant sloth from from, like, the Ice Age era. Man, this thing is crazy. It does. It has a mouth. It has one eye and a mouth in its chest. <laughs> okay, this took a turn. It took a turn quick. This is the second one we looked up, and it took an immediate turn. All right. Description. Descriptions of the Mapingari vary. Sometimes it is described as a hairy humanoid cyclops. Other people claim that it's based on a uh, cultural memory of the giant ground sloth, a long extinct animal that is said to that it's said to resemble. The creature is often said to have a gaping mouth on its abdomen. <laughs> this is that. This is such a wow. Okay. Well, the Mapingari is rad, but not, <laughs> not, I wouldn't throw it in the Bigfoot category. Mink, M-E-N-K, Mink. Let's, look what, let's see what the Mink looks like. Oops. There we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is a forest spirit. The mink is part of the Siberian oral tradition. In Mansi folklore, the mink is a forest spirit of Kanti, K-H-A-N-T-Y, and Mansi mythology. The Mansi are an indigenous people living in Kanti Mansi, autonomous... Okay, Russia. So this is a Russian version. Mythology. The monkey is part of the Siberian tradition. Okay, these beliefs were retained by the Masi people, even though they became or were compelled to be Russian Orthodox Christians. Okay, well, let's see. Forest spirits. The hero prince typically, uh, monkey until... Total death monkey are protected by gods who intervene. All right, let's see what they look like because this this just seems like a ghost. Uh, no, well, yeah. The only picture I'm finding of 
the mink looks like Guillermo del Toro designed it. it. Looks like it's something that should be in Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, so that's back to back. We know what a Sasquatch is. Yowie. Y O W I E. Yowie. Let's look at this one. Where are you from, Yowie? Yowie, Australian. Okay, that makes sense. Um, let's see. Yowie is one of several names for an Australian folklore entity that is reputed to live in the outback. The creature has roots in Aboriginal oral history. These all come from oral histories. So at some point, humans and this giant, like these big feet crossed over description. The Yowie is usually described as a hairy and ape like creature standing upright between six foot and 12 feet. That's a quite the gap. The Yowie's feet are described as much larger than a human's, but allegedly Yowie tracks are inconsistent in shape and tone number and descriptions of Yowie foot and footprints provided by Yowie witnesses are even more varied. Okay. See, now I don't necessarily think these like big feet are alive today. Um, but I definitely think they existed simultaneously with humans and maybe significantly with advanced humans that were wiped out. This one is Organ Pendic. The Organ Pendic. I feel like I've heard of this one. Uh, let's see. In Indonesian folklore, the Organ Pendic is the most common name given to a creature said to inhabit remote mountain mountainous forest. Mountainous forests on the island of Sumatra and Borneo. Okay. And they, they, these, this one, this one looks like a big feet. And it's kind of interesting that these, these creatures seem to all kind of inhabit foresty mountain areas, even in the U.S., Pacific Northwest. That's exactly what that is. Orang Pendic. Okay. And this one is in Agoi, Ago, Agogu, Agogui, A G O G W E, Agogui. Maybe it's Agogui. I think it's Agogui. Agogui, East Africa. The Agogui is a purported small human-like biped reported in East Africa said to be 1.2 to 1.5 meters tall. So like four feet-ish to five foot. I mean, this is kind of just a person. This might just be an ape. East Africa, I mean, right? Okay. Well, this one's just a mysterious ape creature. It's not... I wouldn't give it big feet status. But what do I know? It's not even big. 
All right. Skunk Ape. I know Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape is uh, the southeast version of Bigfoot that lives in the swamps. And it's called Skunk Ape because it's supposed to smell really bad. I, I, I became very enamored with the idea of Skunk Ape when I lived in Florida. Even today, I'm still pretty enamored by Skunk Ape. Yeah, Skunk Ape doesn't get enough love. You know, compared to uh, Bigfoot. All right. Next on the list is Bigfoot. Okay. And then after Bigfoot is Gigantopithecus, which we just looked up. This one is a Mongolian monster. What? That one, yeah, that one does look pretty big feety. All right, let's look. Let's see. The Mongolian? Mongolian. M-O-G-O-L-L-O-N. Magog, Magogian, Magogian, Magogum, Magogian, also known as the Arizona Bigfoot. This is the first I'm hearing about this. Also known, um, where do we go? Also known as the Arizona Bigfoot is purported to be an ape-like creature similar to depictions of Bigfoot reported to dwell in central and eastern Arizona. Huh. That's the first I'm hearing about that. This is a desert-dwelling big feet. Fascinating. Okay. So I guess, like, you know, the Yeti lives in snowier climates. Why wouldn't there be a desert version? Just makes sense. It just makes sense. And lastly is the Honey Island Swamp Monster. The Honey Island Swamp Monster, also known as the Cajun Sasquatch. Well, that also just kind of leads me to believe that it might also just be a skunk ape. The Honey Island Swamp Monster, also known as the Cajun Sasquatch... And in Cajun French, ooh, la bétite uh, noire, don't know, is an ape-like humanoid cryptid creature similar to descriptions of Bigfoot purported to inhabit the Honey Island Swamp in St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana. It has become a part of Louisiana folklore with many swamp tour companies in the area capitalizing on its alleged existence. Description. The creature is commonly described uh, by alleged witnesses as a large bipedal humanoid about seven feet tall, covered with gray hair, having yellow or red eyes. Okay. And accompanied by a putrid odor. Yeah. Uh, it says Louisiana, Louisiana Wookiee. 
the putrid odor, just like Skunk Ape. So I'm I'm thinking that the Honey Island Swamp Monster and Skunk Ape are possibly one and the same. So just like Sasquatch and Bigfoot are, in my mind, one and the same. So there we have it. Uh, I don't know what any of that was about. I don't know why we went on that adventure. I'm pretty glad we did, though, because that, that was just kind of a little bit about me. You know what I mean? Uh, karate Elvis and Bigfoot. <laughs> that's, that's what this was. And that, that really kind of just sums up what goes through my head on a day-to-day basis anyway. You know, hope you dug it. Uh, I definitely want to do some retrospective episodes that are deep dives on cryptids. That'd be a fun little sub-series to do, don't you think? I mean, I kind of just did a a quick overview of the various species of Big Feet. So, you know what? I'm going to say that all big feet go to heaven. And I uh, I would invite them to my meditating, my meditation ses- sessions with Karate Elvis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's heaven. <laughs> oh, man. Something wrong with me, I think, sometimes. Oh, I made tea. I didn't even take a sip. Not even once. I totally missed the Goldilocks zone. Damn it. Damn it. It's just cold room temperature now. Is that a thing, cold room temperature? Like, it's not cold. It's kind of room temperature, but it's colder than, like, a room temperature, maybe. I'm so bummed. Man, I dove. I got. I got all kinds of caught up. And what we were talking about. And I don't really remember a lot of it. Did we talk about other things that weren't Karate Elvis or Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. We talked about, like, cataclysms and stuff like that. Wow. Wow. Well, you should go fact check everything I said. Because who knows? Who knows how accurate it is? I am going to watch that ancient apocalypse uh, show on Netflix. And hopefully... It's as exciting as I'm anticipating it. And, you know, if you're one of those Rogan haters out there, just try your best to cast it aside and suck it up and go listen to that episode with Randall Carlson and, um, uh, uh uh-oh, blanking on the other guy's name, Randall Carlson and... I lost it, but it's the latest Rogan episode. <clears throat> I guess I can, where's my phone? There it is. We can pull it up. We can pull it up and look. Hold on, everyone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I'm going to be very embarrassed when Randall, Car- Graham Hancock. That's right, Graham Hancock. That's who it is. Yeah, <clears throat> if you could just, I don't know, just give it a listen. Give it a listen and just just for the novelty of it. 
if you're not buying into the idea, then that's fine. Whatever. Be boring. That's, I don't care. But just, just for the novelty, just for the, the, just to see what they say with this whole little, uh, younger Dryas impact and that being what wiped out an advanced civilization way back when that could possibly be Atlantis. Who knows? Uh, give it a whirl, give it a whirl. And you know, maybe I'll do a retrospective on Atlantis and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm getting into weird stuff, man. Going in weird directions. Still going to commit and stick to doing the watch alongs for the Disney movies and stuff like that. And introspectives and other retrospectives on Disney rides and blah, 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 cartoon characters, all that will still be the same, but I'm going to kick right now. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a weird kick right now and I'm going to follow it. I'm going to follow it for a bit. Uh, next episode though, will probably be Mickey Christmas Carol watch along. So, Hey, there's that if you're more into that, but hopefully you're kind of into this too. Cause it's all, it's all together. It's all together <clears throat> at the much more conveniently and user-friendly designed LeoLegacy.com. And I can tell it's time for me to start wrapping up because my voice, my voice is always a telltale sign that I've been talking too long. So that being said, go listen to my voice some more at LeoLegacy.com. And over at LeoLegacy, you know, I'm just going to go to LeoLegacy.com right now. Let's go check it out right now. We go to the site. I got a nice little fun cartoon commentary playing right at the top. So if you haven't experienced the cartoon commentaries, just go to our website. It's right there for you. A little sample. A little sample right out the gate. You got to turn the volume on, though, because I don't think it automatically has volume. It might not. It might, though. Um, if you're into that, there's a category. There's nice. Everything's super visual, and it looks really good. The site looks really good on your phone, like really good. So we got a skeleton crew, commentaries, vlogentaries, Radnorock Live. Been doing some live streaming. So follow us on social media, at Leo Legacy, across all your favorite social media platforms, and keep a lookout. Or turn your YouTube notifications on so you can be notified anytime we go live, because I'm going live quite a bit now. Just randomly, randomly throughout the day sometimes. And it might not even always be me. It might be Bane. It might be Rylan. It might be Rylan and Bane. It might be Rylan, Bane, and Elvis. It might be Bane and Elvis. Who knows? There's more than just me in this in this crew. Uh, so, yeah, scope it out. And you can watch the lives directly on our website, too. So if you follow us on social media, Instagram, and you see a story that says, hey, we're live. LeoLegacy.com slash live. Takes you right to it. Hit play and boom, you're watching the live stream. Uh, did I say vlogentaries? Because I'm vlogentaries. Click on the vlogentary tab and it takes you to the categories of vlogentaries we got. We got uh, legacy life, legacy shorts, dining experiences, Disney parks, ride-alongs, ride-throughs, Lego builds, gaming, I got a category for home cooking that I haven't done anything with, but I will. I want to start doing like little fun cooking vlogs or what have you. Um, yeah, scope it out, man. And then we got, you know, you're already listening to the podcast, but we got the other episodes of the podcast. 
Click right there on Radnorock. Boom. Click on the Radnorock image. It takes you to Radnorock, and it has the category for our watch-alongs. It has a category for other retrospectives. It has a category for introspectives, and, of course, a category for past Skeleton Crew Fight Club episodes. This is great. I'm really psyched on all of this and how I'm getting it all laid out. It's like my own personal Disney Plus or Netflix or what have you. But it's just all stuff we do here at Leo Legacy. And to support, <clears throat> to support Leo Legacy, I implore you to visit leolegacy.com slash shop or just leolegacy.com and scope out our Skeleton Crew store. Got loads of stuff for Disney fans, spooky fans, you know, punk, aesthetic folks, classic cartoon fans, skateboarders, you know, streetwear. <clears throat> we got flags. If you want to be like a skeleton crew pirate, we got our own pirate flag. It's just our skull doesn't need to be anything else. We don't need swords on our flag. Just need We just need our crew skull, our crew signet. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Currently, something I did add to Skeleton Crew is seasonal selections. And if you're on our homepage at leolegacy.com, scroll to the bottom, uh, you can see a little, little advert, advertisement for our seasonal selection for winter this year. You know what you know what it is? You know what the theme for our winter line is? Plaid. <laughs> yes, right. You know me. If you know me, you know I love flannels. So I added a little plaid into our skeleton crew designs. So go scope it out. It's only here until I get sick of it. So through the holidays, holidays, holidays at the very least, they kind of got a, like a little Christmassy kind of <clears throat> charm to them, but they're, they're just plaid. So you can wear them in summer too, and they'll still look just as rad. <laughs> plaid looks just as rad in the summer as it does in the winter. But at the same time, it does have, it's got winter vibes and winter vibes correspond with Christmas and Hanukkahs and Kwanzaa's. Actually, I don't know anything about Kwanzaa. I couldn't tell you if plaid would fit with Kwanzaa, but maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But you know what it does? It fits with winter, and Kwanzaa is in winter, in this hemisphere, at least. On the other side of the equator, it's in, it's in summer. Isn't that weird? On the other side of the equator, if you're in Australia right now, and you have Christmas in the summer, that is so wild to me. So wild to me. But anyhow, leolegacy.com. I gave you the whole spiel. It's all there. <clears throat> if you haven't already, like, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating for the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And you know what? All of them. Why not? Why not? If you got it on your phone, just open it up and leave a review. Leave a rating and a review. And then on YouTube, do the same thing. Find us on YouTube, at leolegacy. YouTube finally updated to where they are just like the other social media platforms where you use the little at sign and your handle and it takes you to the channel. Why did that take so long? Everywhere else it's at, and you know, whoever, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
finally, YouTube as well. So literally, literally, YouTube included, across all your favorite social media platforms, it's at Leo Legacy. Make it super easy for you. Leal, L-E-A-L, Legacy. And we're there. We're everywhere. Everywhere you want to be. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I'll catch you next time. Uh, oh, 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 at Leo Legacy. On the YouTube, on the YouTube and, and you know, other video streamers, just about every day we got a new video going up. Now, it's not the podcast. It's different from the podcast. It's vlogentaries and commentary. So it's like the plot podcast where it's my, it's me running my mouth over stuff. But sometimes it's cartoons. Sometimes it's other shorts from, you know, decades past. Uh, or it's the vlogentaries, which the vlogentaries are really just kind of my documentary of living life with my family. You know? It's just it's a, it's a docu-series of of us and the fun things we, we do as a family. So, and, and other various things, too. So, anyway, yeah, every day, something new. So, that's that's reason to subscribe right there. Now, it's not literally every day because I do have a family and I do have small children that need tending to constantly. So, sometimes there might be a day or two or three that, a video doesn't go up, but then I make up for it. I get back on a daily schedule. So it's mostly daily schedule, like 88% daily schedule. So it's still worth subscribing to. <laughs> anyway, uh, that all being said, what are we going to go out on, guys? We came in on 70s Elvis. Maybe we should go out on 70s Elvis, too. You know? Because, you know, I'm going to open <clears throat> and close every single podcast with 70s Elvis. <laughs> I say it. I say it, but you know I don't really mean it. I really don't mean it because, you know, I'm really trying to find, uh, I guess I could just add it to the search. But. Oh, here we go. Um, uh, where is it? Oh, Tiger Man's good. That's a pretty good one. But that's not the one I'm looking for. Oh, Polk Salad Annie. You want to do Polk Salad Annie? Let's do Polk Salad Annie. That's a good one. That's not the one I was looking for. The one I was looking for was... Uh, too much monkey business, but I don't I don't see it anywhere. So we're just gonna we're just gonna go do poke salad Annie. And I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> if you have never heard this song, well, well let me tell you this one. This one's a gem as well. Oh, and it's live too. Forgot about that part. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, you know what? Hold on. This is not the one I want. I'm taking that back. I want Polk Salad Annie, though. That was that was a weird remix. Not into it. Uh, that was from the Elvis movie that I have not seen. Okay, here we go. This one is more, more reasonable. 
Still live though. That's not the, a weird remix. <clears throat> yeah, finally. I do want to see that Elvis movie though. is as well. You can hear him do karate. Right now, he's definitely doing karate moves. You can always tell really by the drums. And the drums really gonna You know he's doing some wild, wildness. Mm-mm. Karate is the official fighting style of the Skeleton Crew Fight Club. That's what it is. So I need to open every episode with Elvis. Because he's our sensei. Yeah. Elvis Karate is our fighting style. Mm hmm. It's 
the greatest revelation I've ever had. And keep your MMA. All we need is Elvis Karate. <laughs> That's right. This is what you hear. This is what you hear when you try to fight anybody in the Skeleton Crew Fight Club. You hear that music. Then we knock you to the ground with our throats. Because that's who we are. <laughs> uh, 